Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Woohoo! That's terrible. That's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was very loud. <laughs> I am caffeinated. Part of me wants to just be like, can we start over? And that's embarrassing. I don't know what that sound is. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. We're just gonna, we're just gonna lean in. You know what? That, that, and that's the theme of today's episode of this cold brew, candid, casual conversation with Candace King. Just, we gotta lean in. We're gonna lean in. We're gonna hit the wave. We're gonna hit the wave head on. We're gonna hit the wave head on. And if you're like, Candace, what are you talking about? You know, I've I, I've uh, I've been on a journey. I've been on a journey. I thought I was retiring that word, um, but nope, it's back. She back, and she's and she's sticking around. You know, I'm just just like a sticker on a Stanley water cup. You know, she's just gonna stick around, and and, and in the most obnoxious, overpriced way, um, just to remind us all that life's a journey. And uh, who and I and I've lived to tell it. So buckle up, buttercups. Because uh, you're going to want to stay in your raft for this one. Um, I did not. I fell right out of mine. So uh, if you're like, what What are you talking about, Candace? You're just all over the place. I am. I am all over the place. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but we'll start with the fact that I am, I'm home. I went on a trip. I went on a little vacay. And I am embarrassed of this. Because every time I get on this microphone, I'm coming home from a trip. And um, I will say that these are very, like local, you know, type of vacations. They're at like home, like family and friends homes. I also am still adjusting to the fact that 
this is kind of my reality. I am an actor who's still on strike. I think we've got some good news coming in for our writers. I'm so flipping happy for, you know, shout out to the WGA family, you know, but as of me on this microphone right now, uh, as an actor, we are still on strike. I am still on strike. So, uh, so there is time. There is time. And I am not only on strike, I'm also still, you know, to be honest, adjusting to the fact that I only have my kids every other week, which uh, I, that's a whole other conversation. I've talked about it in other episodes on a Super Bloom podcast, you know, with guests who have kind of shared their own experiences about, you know, separation or divorce when you have children and and it's it's a very it's it's uh, it's new. Every I think everyone has different feelings about that, and it's definitely um, you know been a journey, kind of navigating my own feelings around that. And there are, uh, and I I think this is what I usually use with my kids is that if you don't know how to name the feeling and it's overwhelming, um, I usually just kind of like rub their heart and go like big feelings. And so that that's what it's kind of been. It's been big feelings, um, and so. I realize I can't just sit in my big feelings all the time. And uh, so I've had the opportunity to, I've been lucky enough too to have like friends reach out and say like, hey, you know, I kind of spoke a little bit about my time in Montana. I went to Montana to my family's home. I had friends reach out about a lake week and in, in Georgia, I went to to the lake for a week. And then this past week, I had a friend one of my very good friends has reached out and they invited me to North Carolina. Uh, they have a family home there. And I said, you know what? I have, I've never been to North Carolina. I would love to go to North Carolina. And so I have a friend and they invited me to spend the week with them. And that is what I did. And you can tell that this is a, this is a, a friendship that speaks the same language because um, I was sent an itinerary. And if you really want to know the way to my heart, it is to have um, an itinerary. Like, had it been laminated, that just would have been a whole other level of, like, respect. And if you're like, Candace, who has a, a machine that laminates things? I do. I do. And you know what? It was worth every penny. You know what's real fun? A hoot and a half? Laminate something. Anything. I like it. I enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Um, so I... I, I drove to North Carolina with my, it wasn't laminated, but it was like a, it was a messaged, you know, itinerary. And, and I got really excited. There were so many fun things I'd get to do. Um, I'd never spent time in Asheville. Asheville's this great little hippie town. Um, there's a lot of breweries like that. The area of North Carolina I was in, like that was like the big thing. Uh, you know, a lot of beer drinking breweries. Um, so, you know, I had all these activities listed that I was very up for. The only thing I said going into this building of an itinerary, the only thing I mentioned to my friend is I said, look, I'm pretty game. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll go, if you're like, I want to go on an eight mile hike. You know what? I'll go. Sure. You know, if, I, if I'm going to do something that I'm not great at, like I, I've only played pickleball one time and it was on a bachelorette trip in Cabo. So it was it pickleball or was I just eating and drinking margaritas like you know was I just was it pickleball or was it just you know how many margaritas can I drink before I actually hit the ball like maybe that's what I was playing uh so but you know this person was like hey what if we go take pickleball lessons sure you know what I'm not good at it 
I'm not good at it, but I'll do it. And he said, I'm, I'm game for all these things. The only thing I am not game for at this point in life, at 36 years old, is skydiving and whitewater rafting. I, you know, there are some things you just know about yourself. Like I've lived enough life and I've eaten at enough restaurants. I know I do not like blue cheese. Don't like it. Never have, never will. You know what else I don't like? Uni. You know what else has been really fucking popular on a lot of pasta dishes that's no longer just like in sushi restaurants, but uni. And you know, if you don't know what uni is, it's sea urchin. It is a delicacy. I know it's fancy. It has been put in front of me so many times. And everyone goes, no, 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 but you haven't tried it this way, but you haven't tried it this way. I don't need to try it again because I've tried it a million freaking ways. And I know at this point in my life, I do not like uni. Just like I know I have nothing to prove by doing some sort of extreme sport in which I feel like I'm on the verge of dying. I don't need to feel that way. You know, I gave birth in a COVID testing room Spot pretty spontaneously with zero medication. So you know what? I, like that's my peak. I don't need to do anything else that makes me feel like that again. Just don't need it. Done it. So we work through our itinerary, and it's you know like going going on a hike. Went on a couple mile hike. Loved it. It was beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous. You know, was it was I out of breath? Did I have my proper hiking boots? No, I did not. But you know what? I enjoyed it. Played some pickleball. Was I great? No. Was I pretty awful? Maybe. But I, but I was there. I showed up. Then we uh, toured some, uh, some breweries. Am I great at understanding beer? Probably not. Did I pick most of the wrong beers every time I ordered? Sure. Did it matter? After a few of them, no. No, it did not. But I loved it. That was great. You know, did I lose every board game at every single you know, brewery bar. Yes, that's okay. That's okay. Cause I had a fantastic time. You know, did, did we go then to a clay pigeon shooting course at a very fancy historical lodge? Yes, we did. Had I technically ever shot clay pigeons? No. Did I accidentally say that I had before? Maybe. Did I learn Yes. Was it terrifying? Sure. Did I end up getting a few of the clay pigeons? I did. I did. And I, and I learned a very important lesson from uh, the, the course guide. Because I also didn't realize that you could go to clay pigeon shooting courses. And by the way, I don't know if, the, if any of you guys know that this is a thing. I have pictured clay pigeon shooting where you just go... And I even like researched outfits, like, you know, where like you, you get like this little like bill hat, like you're wearing a lot of plaid and like, you know, some knee high, like I was looking at some like knee high, like, like leather boots, you know, maybe like a satchel. I knew you needed a vest. I didn't know what you needed a vest for, but I did wear a sweater vest. I was told that the sweater vest was not the correct vest to wear for clay pigeon shooting. Um, but you know what? I tried. I tried because dressing the part is is half the is is half the whole thing, you know. Like that's half the battle is looking the part. That's what I've learned in my in my career, you know. So, um, but I did wear a vest. I had a great guide, and um, you know, and then and also like there was a lot of. I, it was nice to be able to learn. You, know, I grew up around my my father hunts a lot. I grew up eating a lot of the food, like every food that he hunted, um, to the point where, 
you know, even in Montana, my friends that were there were like, wow, look at all, look at these animals, you know, like I grew up also around taxidermy. This is how I grew up. Um, and they said, oh, like what happened to these animals? And I said, I ate them. And that wasn't a joke. Like that wasn't like a he 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 or like a vampire reference. It was like, that's my childhood. I ate all of these. Uh, so I grew up in, in, uh, in an environment in which, you know, uh, like you hunt for food. I did not do the hunting, but I did the eating. And also just with a lot of respect to, um, you know, you train, like you, like guns are put away. It's very safe. Like you, you learn about them. And so this was a wonderful opportunity. I actually was looking forward to the idea of like, you know, understand, like having conversations and understanding about like, you know, this like historical, like shooting clay pigeons and what this means and like bird hunts and pheasant hunts and knowing that I'd grown up eating so many like quail and pheasants. And so it was, and it was really beautiful. And I also thought that I would just be like in a field in my outfit. And, um, and that's not what it is at all. Like we like took a buggy out and then there's this course. And so you say, you get there and they gave me a different vest that had padding in it. So that makes sense. It's kind of like, you know, like the 80 shoulder pad. So it's that, except it's like a little bit more on your clavicle, um, which was definitely a vibe. And uh, and then you get like these glasses and, and like little earplugs. And and it, you just, it's like two very, like you load with like two very large like bullets and, and then you like that you went through, I went through a whole safety thing of like where to make sure how to hold the gun, you know, the learning about the safety of it, how to load, how to unload, you know, all the things. And, and then you, and then you get ready and you point and you yell pull. And then these like flying discs just like fly through the sky and you're supposed to like know how to get them. And it actually ended up being like this really beautiful lesson in perspective because you know at first crazy enough I had no idea like what I was necessarily doing beyond the safety measures and I I hit them like I got them I looked like an expert and then all of a sudden I was like well it's obviously my outfit like you know I I knew that um I'm just really good at this I'm just really good at things um besides pickleball this is I guess my specialty and uh, and then all of a sudden I started missing. I missed everything. And I was getting frustrated. And I was like, well, I don't get it. I don't understand why I'm missing everything. Like I'm following it. I'm leading it. You know, like it's kind of like you just hear catchphrases that people say. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're supposed to like, it's a moving object. So I'm trying to like make sure I'm ahead of it. And then uh, finally the guide who was with my friend and I could see that I was getting frustrated and just said, can I just tell you, do you, do you want to know? And I said, I want to know. I've been asking, like, what, what, how do I do this? Like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? He said, you're not, you're not looking at the target. I was like, yeah, I am. I'm, look, I'm looking there, and I'm looking where I'm pointing, and then I'm looking at the target. He's like, that's the problem. You're taking your eye off the target. You're, you can't, you're looking at the target, and you're looking at the gun. You need to look at the target. Like, you can't have two perspectives at once. You can't. Like the second you switch your eyes over to one perspective, you're missing out on everything else. Like you're behind. You have to just stay focused on what's important. You have to just find the edge and trust that like your hands and your body, everything else is following it. He's like, it's just like, 
when you go to catch a ball, you know, are you watching, you're not watching the your glove and the ball. You're not going back and forth. You're just focused on the ball and you know that your hands are going to be there. You trust yourself, like without even thinking about it. It's just like basic hand-eye coordination. Of course, there's like different extremes of that, but there is like, if something's flying at you, you're not like, you're not in two places at once. You're looking at the objects that's coming at you. You just have to stay focused and you have to trust, like just stop trying to like have two perspectives at once. Like just, just stay focused on what's important. And I was like, damn, that's very good advice. And I realized like, like that is a very big issue that I have is wanting to have understanding of everything that's going on and, and as if I can control it all. And I think so much of us want to do that. You know, we we need to know how it's going to work out. We need to, we hesitate, you know, we hesitate before, you know, we question everything and we hesitate. And to a certain extent, there is like reasons why we do this that protect us and, and or knowing better, you know, there's certain dangerous situations in which we should hesitate and which we should consider what we are doing. But there are other moments in life where if you know what you want and you know what you're after, like just this hesitation and this questioning and this trying to have this dual perspective is just going to slow us down. And like you can just overthink your way out of anything and just be and miss it and completely miss it. And I, it was really, it was, it was a wonderful reminder too where I know, again, my favorite thing to say on this podcast is my favorite places to have conversations with people are at airport bars. Um, But I also was reminded, like, sometimes getting out of your comfort zone and having conversations about a subject matter with people who you normally wouldn't sit down, like, it's really wild where you can kind of absorb life advice from and, um, and who you can absorb life advice from. And, you know... And it was just really interesting to have to let go of this double, like trying to control both perspectives and realize like, I can't focus on two things at once. Like it's okay just to like, I have to trust that everything else will, will be there in the way it needs to. Um, you know, and by the way, once I heard all of that, my final two shots got them both. And it was really interesting to, uh, to, to see that come into fruition. So, you know, I, I was game for that. I was game to have like a full, you know, therapy session um, with a stranger in, a, in his vest, not mine, not, not even my cute sweater vest, but in a stranger's vest um, on a clay pigeon training field um, and just get real deep about life. I'm down for a lot of things, down for a lot of things. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was told per the itinerary that the last activity of this North Carolina adventure was going to be a float. I love a float in different forms. I love a root beer float. I love a lake float. And you know what? I don't mind a river float. And if you're like Candace, what is a river float? To me, the way I define a river float is that you're in a tube in a calm, slow-moving, lazy river type scenario, usually with an extra little tube attached to your tube because that's where your, your beer goes. And you're, you've got sunglasses on, maybe some river shoes and a bathing suit, and you're just casually floating down a river for a certain period of time. And, and, and it's delightful and relaxing and calming. That is how I define a river float. This is also how my friend pitched the river float to me. This was a float. We, it was a guided float. And, uh, and the only other thing that I heard was that we got our own rubber duckies. What is more calming than a guided river float with rubber duckies. <laughs> I mean, how could this go wrong? Let me tell you. Uh, I didn't realize I was in trouble until uh, the safety seminar in which a whole bunch of people were crowded into a room to review safety videos on how to survive your river float. Because if you, if you got caught up in these, the rapids of your river float, it would be very dangerous. And there were two groups. There was one group who was doing 
river rapids in a big raft. And there was another group who were doing individual ducky floats. Still slightly confused, but also I'm even more concerned that now why is the safety training video with all of us in the same room? Because this kind of feels like I'm about to go down a river full of rapids and I'm not going to be in the big raft with a bunch of people controlling the situation. I'm going to be alone to fend for myself, riding some sort of rubber ducky. Uh, Things that were learned in this video were, one, if you fall out of your raft, be it group or individual, do not stand up. Because if you stand up in this river, your feet will get caught in the rocks and it will pull you down with the strength of the current and you will drown. If you do fall out, (laughs) make sure, number two, you keep your hands and feet above, out of the water. You want to float down the river on your back. Not on your front, on your back. Number three, by the time someone comes over to rescue you, try to grab their paddle or hold on to your paddle and try to see if they can grab yours. Make sure you do not flip over into your stomach until you have been grabbed by them. And then they will pull you up by your life jacket on the count of three into the raft and into safety. Number four, remain calm. At all times, remain calm. At this point, I looked down into my arm and my nails had dug. Like The fact that I wasn't bleeding by how strong my grip was, was into my skin. I will never know. Um, Yeah. So I was still at this point kind of just looking at my friend and they were like, no, 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 this is different. We're on the private guide where with the rubber duckies, this is for the whitewater rafters. We're, we're the rubber duckies. And I was like, okay. And uh, so we get suited up, we get in a van and guess what? We're still just driving up to where all the rafters are going to be. Because guess what? There is no separate river. It's all the same river. And uh, fun fact, in case you're like, well, Candace, what kind of river is this? Like, what? It's got like a few waves. Like, what's going on? This is apparently where Olympians go to train for raging rapids, um, for kayaking, and uh, for individualized uh, river rapid racing. I don't know. But this is it's a training ground for, uh, for Olympian rapid rafting people. I was asked if I wanted to turn back, but my pride and my ego said, no, 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 no. We are here now. You put it on the itinerary and I must complete it. So let's fucking go. Um, we get in our little individualized rafts. And when I tell you this, like, there are other groups of people, there are family, there are children running around and they're in these big rubber rafts, like huge. They're like kind of up out of the water. It's a whole bunch. They're like bouncing. There's just like, it's more, there's more to control. There's a guide on the actual raft with them. Whereas the, what I have been signed up for against my will is a teeny tiny individual raft that they had named the rubber ducky. So I was quite literally, as Taylor Swift says, you're on your own, kid. You always have been. Well, I was on my own. And we got in the water pretty quickly. 
and we had to absorb all the safety information and the last little bit of nuggets that these two 20-year-old, like, you know, extreme river rafting guides wanted to share with us was, we just want to remind you that there are two very dangerous rapids on this river. One is the first one we're going to go down. And the second is the last one we're going to go down. And if you want to avoid them, stay to the right. Do not get sucked into the left. Stay to the right because they will suck you under and it's very easy to fall and it's dangerous. Oh, and don't forget, stay calm and have fun. This is going to be great, guys. So the other little issue is that what would normally be like, I get, and I don't even understand the categories, but apparently like a category one, two, like a, a slightly leveled up, you know, rapid. Um, I guess that some lake dam was let go like the that week. So everything was rushing like 30-ish, maybe more percent faster. So what would be like a level one, two was now at level two, three. Like everything was just more extreme and scarier and more dangerous. And you bet your bottom dollar, your girl went right into the water. Rapid one. Dangerous rapid number one. I saw it. I knew I had to go like, front it they tell you you have to go hit the hit the wave straight on you don't want to go sideways and I did every like immediately got sucked into the rapid even though I was paddling really hard to get to the right which means that my boat was kind of sideways when I went down on it immediately like got dumped out of my little rubber ducky and thank goodness all that I like I loved paying attention in that safety video training and I did it all like eventually when the rapid shot me out I was on my back my hands and my feet were up. I was like a turtle, just like trying to keep my hands and feet out of the water. I was terrified. The rafter guy came over. He was like 20 years old being like, you got this. Just stay calm. And he's like paddling over. I just like abandoned my ducky. I just like just trying to like reach my paddle out to him. And I just was like, fuck this. I threw my paddle out. And I was like trying and then the rocks are coming up into my back. And then I'm like trying to like prepare to like grip onto his ducky. And you have to like flip over to your belly, but you can't stand up because then that's when the rocks get you. And he's trying to pull me into the thing. And then like, and I, he couldn't get me in. And finally, he like counted to three. He's like, are you ready? He's like, one, two, three. And he like pulls me in. I immediately go into like this like tiny little fetal position. I am breathing. I am alive. And I am fucking pissed. I am pissed. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I made it very clear this is what I did not want to do, and I was not trying to prove a point by falling into the water. But my friend could see from my face very clearly I was not amused. I was not having a good time. And I learned that my my rescuer was named Tanner. And Tanner brought me to the side. Someone else got my my rubber ducky and my paddle. And I was and I, I, he calmed me down. I found my breath. And after a few minutes, he was like, all right, are you ready? And I was like, nope, I am not. And he was like, well, are you ready to get back in your own boat? And I said, I would not like to. He's like, I promise it all gets easier from here. And this is where I don't know if this is like my survival technique as of late, but I just try to like romanticize everything as if it's like one big lesson from like God or, you know, whoever or the universe or just like me rationalizing in my brain why I find myself in a situation. But at that point, I just realized like, does it get easier from here? Because I feel like that is what we get told so often in life. As if like, this was the worst it's ever going to happen. This is the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And from now on, it's easy. And what I realize is like, I've, I'm not 20 years old anymore. And I know better than that. And I knew that eventually this river rafting day would end. I knew I'd get down to the other side. I knew that within an hour and a half to two hours, <laughs> it would be over. I knew one day I would laugh about it. But I also knew that even though there would be moments that were going to be easier than that one, that it was still going to be hard and it was still going to be scary. And there were going to be times when I'd be tired and there'd be times where I didn't want to do it anymore. And there'd be other times where like the sun was really pretty and people were really joyful around me. And and I was going to learn from this experience and it could all be true. And it was just very interesting to hear from like this young, sprightly, like adventure-seeking person. It's easy from here, I promise. And just realizing like, but I know better. And it's okay that it's not always easier from here. That is okay. I can finally accept that now. Because I know when I fall out of the boat, I knew if I fell out of the boat, I was going to figure it out. Because guess what? This ain't my first fucking rodeo. You know, if, if I've learned anything from these past couple years, it's that I can fall out of a boat and get to the other side and figure it out. It's not pretty. It's not easy. I will pout. I will cry. I will have to find my breath. I will not like it, but I, I know that I can, I know I can do it. And that is what I have also learned in, in any sort of like recreational activities is I don't want to be put in situations where I have to, where I don't need to prove that. I, I've life has already taught me that lesson and I liked that feeling that was nice because I haven't always had that feeling and I think it is uh you, you know I, I I didn't necessarily want to find that feeling on a on a on a raging river of rapids um I could have been anywhere else you know maybe maybe on a nice leisurely walk you know or Disney World I don't know maybe I could find that feeling at Disney World waiting in a long line you know I don't know that sounds even more appealing than this was but um but I did it you know and I knew I had to get back in my boat I knew I had to do it on my own because you always do 
even when you're surrounded by great people who have your back and who are watching out for you and who are going to be there to pull you out of the water and who are going to be there to paddle up and be like, you're okay. And I'm here and I'm sorry. And people are going to empathize and sympathize with you. Like that's all wonderful. And, but at the end of the day, like we are on our own in those moments and, and you have to hit the waves head on. Like you can't, and you can't slow down. That was the other infuriating, like gnawing life lesson of this whole fucking experience that I didn't even want to be on in the first place, which is what we find ourselves in all the time. When life gets hard, we find ourselves in a situation that we don't want to be in. We don't want to have to deal with it. We don't want to have to get to the other side. The worst fucking part is knowing that you can't just stop you can't stop it. Like the river keeps moving. Like I couldn't slow down and I couldn't stop the river from moving. I had to keep moving with it. And I had to hit the waves head on. Even when it, I didn't want to and when it was scary and when it seemed like it didn't make sense to do it. And I, I, I did it. And just like we all have to. And I made it down the river and we did pull over at one point right before we were going to get past like the other dangerous rapid on, on this part of the river that we were doing in our individualized boats. And, and they all took a minute to say like, does, how is everyone feeling? You know, how are you guys doing? Are you guys excited? Are you guys ready for this, this last rapid? Now this, this is why we have orange cones. It really is dangerous and you have to stay to the right. And, but you guys can do this. You got this. You don't have to question yourself. Like, you got this. And you know what I did? I took a minute. I took a breath. And I raised my fucking hand and said, you know what, Tanner? I don't got this, actually. I don't need to do this. And I'm going to jump in your boat because you got this. And I'm just going to let you skirt me around the side. I'm going to have you paddle us to the right because you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't need to get this. Like I got this. I, there's a lot of things in my life that I got and we're just going to, we're going to do this one together. And I am not afraid to admit that because <laughs> sometimes you also have to admit to yourself when you just need someone else to maybe row the boat with you because, um, you're tiring out. So, uh, learned a lot of life lessons and, uh, and most importantly, um, I, I don't like river rafting. It's not my thing. It is not my thing. So uh, if anyone ever wants to take you on a float down a river, highly recommend looking up the uh, the event space in which you will be doing this float and just kind of crossing your T's and dotting your I's and seeing if this is something that uh, you really want to participate in. And also fun fact, fun fact, it was it was a happening day at this um, at this uh, river rec center because uh, upon getting there, uh, as uh, my friend and I were checking in, the the staff was very sweet and, you know, they they recognized me and were very excited that I was there. And I said, I love that. I don't want to be here. So I'm glad that you're excited for me to be here because this is my worst nightmare. And they said, well, you should be excited because funny enough, it's just been an exciting day. Anna Camp was here earlier. I said, Anna Camp? Oh, that actress from Pitch Perfect? And they said, yeah, she went down the river. She went down the river in all the rapids. And I said, wow, is she alive? Have you seen Anna Camp since? Did she, did she enjoy her day? And they said, oh yeah, she had a fantastic day. She loved it. So as my friend profusely apologized to me, and I also... 
understood my friend really didn't know what we were doing and really thought that this was just a river float and did not put that much energy into researching what it was. So there, there, there was many talks. There was an acceptance of, um, of just not punishment, but just like, you know, like a, like a peace offering in form of, uh, there was a, a, a face painter at one of the events we went to, uh, and I said, you know what would make me feel really better if I could have that sweet little lady over there paint a dragon all over your face? It would really make me feel better. And it did. And it did. It, it really calmed my nervous system from the day. And as my friend was getting a, um, an iridescent, you know, sh- glitter dragon painted on their face to help calm my nervous system, I said, you know what? I wonder if Anna Camp did have a fun day. I wonder if she was as scared like me. Was Anna Camp in her own rubber ducky? Was she on her own as well, just braving those raging river rapids? And I thought, you know what, she seems like the kind of gal that would post about it online. And she did. And I checked her Instagram. And you know what? Anna Camp had a delightful day in a giant rubber raft with a guide surrounded by supportive friends. And specifically wrote in her post, no one fell, exclamation point. Um, so, so many life lessons, which really also boils down to that if you're ever going to do an extreme sport, just go with Anna Camp because it looks like that will be a very fun day and no one will fall. No one will fall. This has been a Super Boom podcast hosted by me, Candice Kane, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Imprint Productions and advertisement partnerships with ACAST.